Hey guys, today's episode is all about navigating relationships. What do you do when your partner isn't into EDM and doesn't enjoy attending shows or raves? Can you make it work or is it time to say goodbye? I'll be sharing some tips and personal stories on how I found a happy medium. So let's get into all of this in today's episode. Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for being here with me this week. I am so excited <laughs> to be working on today's episode. Um, to be honest with you guys, I actually was having just like serious technical difficulties before this. So, uh, you know, if I'm struggling a little bit here, just stick with me. But um, today is we're going to be talking about a topic that is like very near and dear to my heart and I have a ton of personal experience with. So I just like really can't wait to just get into everything and share a little bit more about like my personal life and my relationship. And, you know, I really hope that this episode helps a lot of you guys out there because um, this is one that was a long time coming. I recently did my second Q&A episode here and a lot of the questions were about this topic we're talking about today. So I figured it would be very fitting to do a fully dedicated episode. So what we're going to be talking about today is basically dating somebody that does not like going to shows or music festivals and basically doesn't share that same interest or passion with you and you know how to navigate that is that a deal breaker is that something that you can make work and you can compromise um or you know are you in a toxic relation relationship currently and you know there are some signs and you need to get out of it you know so there's so many different ways we can go about this and I'm just going to be sharing a ton of tips and advice for you guys out there and I really really hope that this can be just like a conversation starter and something we can get like into it's going to be a little bit more personal it could be a little bit touchy for some of you guys but you know I'm really excited to share my stories and I asked a bunch of you guys to send in your experiences so I do have a lot of emails to go through from your submissions I haven't read yet so I will be doing those towards the end and of course we'll wrap up with some EDM news. I have a couple things to go over with you guys. So that is the setup of today's episode. But before we get into everything, you guys know the drill. Um, please, please spread the word about the podcast. You know, I we grow this. We grow this community by you guys sharing. Um, tag me in Instagram stories. Tag me on whatever social media, Twitter, whatever it is. It is at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. I will always reshare you guys because I appreciate it so, so much. You know, word of mouth is the strongest way to get it out um, in this community. So I appreciate you guys sending it to your friends, your rave fam, whatever your squad is. So, you know, thank you for for spreading the word about it. Um, You guys can also follow along on YouTube if you want to watch the episodes. We have full episodes up over there. Again, just on my channel, Emma Capotis. Uh, If you guys aren't subscribed already over there, I would absolutely love it if you would come and join the YouTube fam. I have tons of rave-related videos, EDM vlogs, 
festival fashion like all that fun stuff as well over there so definitely an extension of the podcast Uh, and if you guys are listening on apple podcasts i would very very much appreciate you rating and reviewing if you guys don't mind taking two minutes out of your day even if that uh just to throw a couple stars and rate a review if you feel so inclined so anyway thank you guys for always being so supportive and always doing that i see all of you and i see you know the kind messages that you dm me and you you share your stories with me and i very much um am happy to have you guys a part of this podcast so yeah thank you guys from the bottom of my heart Okay, our listener of the week. So you guys, I'm looking for your submissions for this for upcoming episodes. So if you guys want to nominate somebody in your life um, that listens to the podcast that you want to give a shout out to, um, I would very much appreciate it. So you guys can email me raveculturecast at gmail.com. That is raveculturecast at gmail.com. Your nominations for listener of the week. So this week, I actually picked one of our listeners um, at Annie1021 on Instagram, who has been a listener listener since the very beginning, um, has always supported the podcast, has sent me messages on Instagram, and I just wanted to shout her out. I really appreciate the support, and thank you so much for being here from the very beginning and listening every week, and I'm just so happy to have you as a part of the family, and yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for messaging me and for sharing the podcast on your stories. I I see you guys. I see you send me messages. I remember, and I very much appreciate it. So at Annie1021, thank you so much. You are a listener of the week. Okay, so let's get into this topic because I have a lot to say (laughs) definitely on this topic and then I really want to get into all of your stories. So, okay, so this goes stems a while back. You guys, I actually have a video on my YouTube channel that I think was called, um, I think it was like how raving has changed for me when I was single versus when I was in a relationship. I think it was from like two years ago definitely go check it out that one was more of a comparison about like when I first started going to shows and I was single versus like how I feel about them now and how the experiences change for me now that I'm in a serious committed relationship and I got like the most comments at the time on a video like the response was fucking crazy and so many of you guys were like sharing your stories and your personal experiences and it just really like clearly hit a chord with people or struck a chord with people so I knew back then that this was a topic that I think a lot of people just have something to say about so in that one I talked more about like uh, the obvious differences of when like you're raving or going to a show is single versus when you're in a relationship and I think the main points I said is like when I was single I went to shows so much more like I mean I was also back in like college and right out of college I had a lot more time on my hands and um, I didn't have as many expenses as I have now so I was just like going to shows all the time with friends and yeah I mean if you were using that to meet people obviously there's that aspect of it that was never like really the point of it for me but obviously like if you're single you can meet more people if that's what you're into so yeah so definitely go check out that video on my YouTube channel today though I really want to help out anyone who's in this like same situation where they're either A, you are dating someone right now who isn't into the same interests as you, B, you're dating and you want to keep dating them, B, you're dating somebody and it's not the best relationship and maybe you don't have the best feelings about it and you're like trying to decide if it's worth continuing And then, yeah, and then some of you guys out there who are single who are like kind of looking or maybe just having fun and 
it's sort of like this whole premise feels like a total deal breaker for you. Like I know there are a ton of ravers out there who are like, oh my God, if you're not into EDM or if you don't go to music festivals, it could never work. You could never be my rave bay. It'll never happen. So there's definitely like that side too that I'm sure and that's totally fine it doesn't matter whatever stance you're on in this but um I just wanted to say like I feel like it can be really easy to compare your relationship to other people's relationships and it totally depends on like where you are at this point in your life what your relationship is like who your partner is um like I'm definitely not like at this stage of my life Brian my boyfriend Brian and I have been dating for over two years we live together this case is my case he does not he's not really into EDM he like likes dance music but it's not his favorite and he really doesn't enjoy going to like shows and definitely not music festivals so in a little bit I'm going to just talk to you about our relationship and how we have navigated it and then I'll talk a little bit about like how you can make it work, some ways that we've found that have worked for us to hopefully help you guys. And then I'm going to talk a little bit again later about compromise and then at the end more about like toxic relationships. But anyway, back to the comparison point, I think it can be easy like if you're a younger person to see other people who are dating people, their partners are like into the same music. So they always go to like shows together they go to music festivals together they post these pictures where they are these like awesome rave outfits and they match each other and it's this like perfect picture perfect relationship online I mean you don't know what goes on behind the closed doors but it can just be very easy to compare yourself to that and be like well why you know it sucks that my partner is not like that or my partner isn't into it I think at the end of the day you have to assess your own relationship and like what works for you guys. It's not about anybody else. It's about what works for you guys. And you have to decide like how much you value the relationship. Is this something you guys see working down the line and you want to continue on it? You know, is this not that big of a deal to you? This might not be important at all. And you might have other interests in common and, you know, oh, well, if they don't like the one thing you like, that's fine. But again, there are so many ways to get around this. So that's like the main point. I, you know, want to help you guys navigate through a relationship like this when you know it is the right person. It's a healthy relationship. Things are working for you guys. That's how I'm approaching this conversation. And then I'm going to, like I said, talk about when to know like the red red flags and like it's a toxic relationship and maybe you need to start like moving away from it and letting go of that person. Okay, so let me start with me and Brian's relationship. So when we first started dating, um, I would say like I don't really remember us going to like any shows or anything right off the bat. Like I don't think that was like the main point of our relationship. Obviously, we started dating each other, um, you know, you're in like honeymoon version, like land within the first six months or whatever. We're still in honeymoon land I like to think (laughs) but anyway so you know you're getting to know each other you're trying to figure out each other's hobbies and interests and like obviously at the time I had started my YouTube channel so he was aware that I go to music festivals he was aware that I'm really into dance music and that it was like a pretty big part of my life obviously early on did not (laughs) fully understand where I'm at and also like I'm so obsessed with it now like I've also grown more and more in love with it Um, I wasn't doing this podcast yet like none of that stuff when we first started dating but you know we were getting comfortable with each with each other and there were some shows like earlier on that he came to and you know I quickly realized that it's just like not his cup of tea it's not really for him he actually 
funny enough, like in his, we're the, both the same age. He just turned 29. I'm 28. But when he was younger in his early 20s, he and his friends like always went out to clubs and shows in New York City and they had their fun. They enjoyed themselves. They had like a good group of guys that they would always go out with. And he said like, you know, that was his earlier 20s. He sort of grew out of that phase. He doesn't, you know, do that stuff anymore. He's not like on that partying level or going to shows anymore. Totally fine. Everyone, some people grow out of it. Some people don't, right? There's different types of people. So anyway, when when we went to these shows, I quickly realized like he is not good with crowds. Like he does not like people touching him and especially like some clubs in New York City or music festivals, you guys know, people can be rude. Like some people can be very pushy and shovey. People are fucked up. Like they all are, are all up in your space. And if you are not comfortable with that, that could be like a huge issue for you. Obviously, I've been doing this for so many years like it doesn't even affect me. I'm kind of like immune to being pushed at this point but anyway so I can remember there were just certain shows where it just like got him so upset and then I was upset because he wasn't having fun and I wanted to like wanted him to have so much fun because I love it so much and I felt like I was kind of like forcing it on him so there were too many nights like that and then I just realized like you know he doesn't have to come to every show you guys can do things apart it's okay to have separate interests you know I don't have to be forcing this on him. So I think, you know, we had a lot of commu- like a lot of communication, a lot of conversations, and I kind of like let it all out one night and I was like, I feel like I go to too many shows and it's going to be too much for you and blah 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 and he was like, "Girl, you are fucking crazy." He was like, "I don't care. I just don't want to come to all of them." <laughs> he was like, "You keep going to your shows, like do your thing, but you know, I don't have to be at all of them. I actually prefer not to go to some of them unless it's like a bigger group of us or whatever and so we like got all of that off our chest and got it out and I felt so much better after we had that conversation so you know unless it was like a special occasion or something we sort of like decided okay we'll just plan for bigger events the other thing that was hard to navigate in the beginning too was like I had been single for such a long time (laughs) like when Brian came around he was like my big serious relationship since like my high school like early college days like I had dated but nothing serious besides him so it was also just like navigating that and I was so used to being single and you have to kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes who isn't in this community like you guys who are ravers or whatever know how it is like you know how friendly people are we make friends all the time you're always talking to people you're adding people online like whatever it is you know you're just you're raving and the community is so like loving and welcoming so for someone who isn't in that they might be like how are you making all of these friends why are you talking to all these people you know so it's a little it can be a little jarring for them if they don't fully understand like how you can have such close friends even of like the opposite sex as well so that's definitely something like I feel like if you guys are thinking of people in particular like in your rave fam maybe for example do you have someone of the opposite sex that's like very close to you but you're like not interested in them at all it's like situations like that where you just have to like be considerate of your partner because they might not fully understand the connection that you guys have so you know there were things like that that we had to navigate um you know, I go to EDC Las Vegas every year, which is a huge festival. And one of my closest friends, Brady, is in my group. And I'm sure when Brian and I first started dating and I was like, I'm going to Vegas with my best friend Tara and Brady. He was like, come again? What? <laughs> like you're staying in a hotel room with a guy? What the fuck? But 
again just like having conversations he like understood what it was and like if it was reversed and he was like oh by the way I'm going to like Vegas with and staying in a hotel room with a girl I think I might have been like um excuse me sir what are you talking about like but you just have to like get to a point where you guys understand each other and are comfortable enough with each other and you trust each other enough because trust is fucking everything so anyway so these are some of the hurdles early on that we had to get over that we had to sort of like communicate over communicate about um and just like figure each other out right because that's what's happening when you first start dating I also did I will say like in the time Brian and I have dated I go to shows a lot and I go to music festivals a lot but I definitely had scaled down from when I was single because especially when you're with a partner like you guys have shared interests we wanted to do other things I wanted to hang out with his friends he wanted to hang out with my friends and I stopped going to like as many shows um which I know that might sound jarring to a lot of people but it just changes like I kind of wanted to hang out with him more I wanted to have nights in more with him so the frequency of the amount of shows I went to kind of started to change and your friends have to get used to that as well I think you know Because if you are a single guy or girl and your friends are always used to having you in your group and you start to pull back a little bit, I think that can be a whole other difficult thing to navigate with people. But you all just have to communicate and start to get on the same page and you need to communicate your needs and your wants to your partner and to your friends so they understand that you're happy and you're making these decisions for yourself. So anyway, so those are some things um, I had to do a quick shout out to because I asked Brian right before I came on here. I was like, what would you want me to say? And he was like, you have to talk about the outfits. (laughs) I was like, "Okay, good point. So what he means by that is like, It was very jarring for him to see my festival outfits when we were first dating. Like I remember, I think it was the first EDC Las Vegas I went to when I came back. Um, Brian and I like literally never fight. We're pretty good at communicating, but I could tell something was up with him. And I think he was just a little upset at like some of the outfits I wore because it just like to him, he's like, that's very little clothing, which I, again, putting myself in his shoes, I completely understand. And for someone who's not in the culture, they're probably like, girl, why are you wearing a bikini and booty shorts? <laughs> but we talked it out and like, now we're good. I, he lets me wear whatever the fuck I want to wear, which is the way it should be. And he doesn't care as long as like, I feel good and confident. I think he was more just concerned about other people, not really about me. And he's more concerned about my safety than anything. But again, like, We had to have a conversation about outfits and what we're both comfortable with and two things. One, I'm older, so I'm not wearing like as revealing clothes as like some people. Like I will never be comfortable just wearing like pasties and underwear or a thong. Like not for me. If that's for other people, that's totally fine. But like out of respect to him and that's my choice. People might not agree with it. That's okay. Out of respect to him, I, you know, I try and cover myself up here and there, but if I want to wear a bikini top and bottoms, I will. So anyway, that's our relationship and how we choose to talk about it. So what else? Um, One other thing we had to navigate early on in the relationship was, the like again, the frequency of shows because there was a while there where I was just like buying us tickets. I wasn't really asking him. I was sort of just like... If my friends were like, oh, this Don Diablo show is coming up, I'd be like, cool. And I would buy two tickets and just like assume that Brian was going to come with me without asking him. And that's sort of where we got into the trouble of he was like, this is too much for me. Like, I want you to go and have fun. I think you girls will have more fun without me being there. Like, go do your thing. And then 
I went the opposite end and I started not buying tickets for him like ever. So then it came to the point where I was going to a couple shows in a row and he was like, oh, I didn't even know you were going to that show. Like you didn't even ask me. And I was like, you wouldn't come. Why do I have to ask you? (laughs) So then we had to have like a conversation of like, okay, at the end of the day, you guys, like you need to make your partner, your partner. Oh my God, I'm an idiot. (laughs) Somebody clip that. You need to make your partner feel included right and that goes with anything like they should feel valued they should feel included even if they won't necessarily want to come so then I was like okay totally fair so anytime me and my friends had a show coming up we would sort of like discuss it we would be like okay who would be into this like is this the type of genre that Brian would like like he cannot stand dubstep or like bass music so I would never bring him to one of those shows but he likes more like techno and house so he would enjoy that more so you know if it was a techno or a house kind of show I'd be like cool like what's our group who's going is anybody else's boyfriend going blah 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 and then I would put it out to him and he'd be like sure why not especially like a lot of the shows during the summertime when like it's outdoor venues which are really fun and it's kind of like you're drinking you're hanging out he would be more into those So anyway, um, it was just trying to figure out like what type of plans he would want to come to and making him feel included. Um, So that was just another way that we personally chose to compromise and like figure out how we would navigate plans and upcoming shows. With festivals, it was a little bit different because so he's like really not into them at all. And again, like my situation is a little different because now I'm sort of like working at festivals. So it's more of a situation he knows I'm like going there for my channel and I'm going to work and I'm networking and I'm meeting so many people. But in the beginning, like I had a rave fam. We did the same festivals pretty much every year. And I think it was tough for him because we wouldn't talk that much throughout the weekend. And, you know, like I'm out all day hours of the night running around and I think that that's a tough thing you have to have a really supportive partner who just like is there for you and trusts you and that's like definitely something you know if they're if somebody's giving you a hard time or like making you feel bad about it like those are clear signs that it's definitely like a toxic person and not the right partner for you but just for like traveling and stuff like that you know we had the conversation of like okay which festivals would be good like how much is too much being away and you know how can we space them out so and for me like the more we've dated and the longer we've dated I'm starting to realize like I don't like doing too many festivals without him because I just like miss him so much so it's really nice now because it's like a break right we're not in festival season I don't have anything coming up soon but during the summer it's much harder because I felt like I was doing a show like every month or I would be away like every month so that can be a little bit tricky to navigate but I brought him to one day of Izu because that was around here so you know even though he did not want to come to that and did not have the best time to be honest with you guys (laughs) I was like babe it's one day the festival is in New York City. It's right here. Like you can come with me. You can compromise. And he did, of course, and he tried his best to enjoy it. <laughs> but it's all about compromise and I'm glad he did and I'm glad he still comes to shows for me um, because he knows I do things for him too. So you got you to gotta compromise and try and find a happy medium. Uh, the other thing I was going to say too, you guys, that I think is really helpful, obviously having interests outside of this is a huge thing. So finding your mutual interests that you can bond over outside of EDM, outside of festivals is huge. Going on vacations together that aren't festivals is pretty major. Um, I'm sure some of you can relate to me where like 
I, I only have a limited amount of vacation days. So obviously every single time I want to plan something, I want to plan a festival. And, you know, this past year, Brian, or in the past two years we've dated, Brian and I have only done one vacation like longer vacation together. The rest have been me going on vacations with my friends or by myself for a festival or we went on a vacation with my family that he was at. So I had to like take a step back and be like, it's time for us as a couple to go do something together that's not related to festivals because, you know, that's not his biggest interest. So he and I are going on an all-inclusive vacation, which I could not be more excited about. Um, very very soon and it's gonna be the best thing ever and at first I'm not he knows this at first I wanted to do holy shipwrecked because I was like babe it's the best of both worlds it's an all-inclusive it's the Caribbean and it's a festival and then I was just sitting there and I was like Emma it's not about you all the time (laughs) you know what I mean like I had to put myself in his shoes and be like that's not what he wants to do he doesn't want to listen to that music that's what you want to fucking do like It's a partnership. We're supposed to compromise and it's not about you all the fucking time. So then I was like, no, we're going to go do something else. We're going to relax. We're going to have something nice. And I'm very excited we decided against that and we're trying something else. So anyway, that is pretty much like our relationship. He has things that he loves that I am not the biggest fan of. Like he is really into snowboarding. He's very good at snowboarding. I'm fucking petrified of snowboarding, you guys. But once a year, maybe twice, I will go snowboarding because he loves it. Even though it scares the shit out of me, I will get my ass up on that mountain and I will try. (laughs) So I just feel like you just have to have this support system, right? These are the keywords, support, trust, and communication. Like those are the three major, major things that I think can make a relationship work in this type of situation. And I just think if you guys, you please over communicate. That's that's the main thing I want to say, but I'm sort of getting into my next section here. So I'm going to take a super quick break and then I'll be right back uh, with with more. Okay, you guys, I just really quickly wanted to plug our social media channels again so you guys can go follow along with us over there. Um, the podcast is at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram and on Twitter. And then my personal account is at Emma Capotes. That is K-A-P-O-T-E-S on Instagram and Twitter. Again, YouTube, um, Snapchat. It is Hey There Emma if you guys want to follow along with me. And yeah, I have all types of EDM videos, vlogs, like all that good stuff on there. I'm also on TikTok if you guys want to follow along with me. I post like all my bonus footage that I take at shows and festivals on TikTok. So yeah, we're just we're jumping right into that. And again, if you guys could please rate and review and share this with your friends today, I would very, very much appreciate it. All right, let's get back into it. Okay, you guys, so this next section is going to just be some advice on how to make it work if you are in like a loving, committed relationship that you want to make work, right? In a second, we're going to talk about um, if you're not sure about the relationship. But this is if you have a partner right now, you just started dating someone and you kind of want to see where it goes, you actually do want to work on it. Quick disclaimer, you guys, because again, I'm not sure where you guys are in your life right now. If you're very young, if you're a teenager, if you're in college, you know, you guys have a lot of dating to, to do. You have a lot of living to do. And, you know, it's rare when you like already have your life partner that young. Like that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. I'm not saying you need to do that. I'm at a different point in my life where I'm like ready to settle down. But, you know, you should be checking in with yourself, deciding like what you want to get out of the relationship or what you're looking for in another person. Again, like I said, if you think this is a deal breaker or you start seeing someone 
and their attitude about what you love just like is not hitting right with you it's not vibing with you you know get out of it early don't settle for anybody and you know if somebody is making you feel uncomfortable or you guys are just not vibing and it's not the right person for you that is totally fine do not feel the need to force it with them you know what I mean like that's what dating is all about you're trying to like feel other people out and kind of see if they if they mesh with you and no one is perfect right I think that's the other thing like I think people are looking for this like perfect partner and that does not exist you guys um you can have a partner that loves you very much and you love them very much but you guys are gonna have flaws I have lots of flaws that Brian has to deal with you know what I mean so anyway I just that this is all to say if it's very early on in in a relationship or a partnership with somebody and you're not sure about it I think that's totally fine and just be honest with yourself don't be in denial of red sign red red signs red flags the ones you see in the very beginning are the ones that are going to be there in the very end so you all know that you're ignoring them don't ignore them have those conversations that make you feel uncomfortable because the longer you delay that shit I'm telling you it gets worse So anyway, okay, so here are my helpful tips for you guys who are trying to figure out all this shit. So again, like I said, over communicate. Brian and I have had so many conversations in our relationship. I I think how I knew Brian was like the one was because we just like I've just never had this like ease of conversation with someone. Like I feel like in the past I've bottled in past relationships, I've like bottled up my emotions or I haven't said how I've truly felt about something because I was like unsure of how they would react. Whereas like with Brian, he and I just like tell each other everything. And if something's making me uncomfortable, if it's bothering me, I'm going to say it. So in those situations when we first started dating, And I was like nervous that I was going to too many shows, that I was partying too much. You know, I just like said something to him and he made me feel so much better afterwards. So for all you guys out there, like over communicate how you're feeling. If you are trying to book a festival or a show and your partner is feeling weird about it or they're making comments about it, you know, address it. Don't avoid it. I think you guys just have to have the conversations because so many people avoid having the conversations because they know what the answer is going to be or they're scared of what the other person's going to say and if that's the situation you're in then that might not be the right person for you so yes over communicate really talk it out again like I said put yourself in their shoes sometimes you just need to check in with yourself and ask yourself like are you being selfish are you thinking about the other person in the relationship and thinking about how certain things would make them feel I think that that's a huge situation. Like I had to check in with myself and be like, he doesn't understand this this community and how it works sometimes. And I just have to see how he feels. Like I said, I'm now I'm in a weird position where like I get DMs from people all the time. I'm always talking to people online. It's obviously never anything inappropriate, but you know, it's different. People get uncomfortable with like seeing all these names pop up in someone's DMs that they like don't know. So you just have to to make sure that they're comfortable and put yourself in their shoes. Don't force them. Like I said, just because you love something doesn't mean you have to force them to love it too. You guys can find other things that you're going to have in common and things that make you happy and things that make you laugh and things that you can do together. I think you should look for other things. So yeah, definitely don't try to force them because like I said, I was working myself up and making myself upset because he wasn't like loving the shows as much as I was loving them. And that was just like a recipe for disaster. So yeah, try and find a happy medium. That is another thing I would say. So like I said, the way Brian and I sort of like worked it out is like we'll do shows now if it's a much bigger group. We'll like 
me and my good friends like a lot of them have boyfriends now so we're all in relationships we'll like pick a show that's like a big show and we'll try and like get a whole fucking crew together and make it like a whole night and we'll pregame and like all go out together um and the same thing goes for like shows during the summer we'll kind of do that stuff um We'll also do like trips to Atlantic City. I know that's unique to like the New Jersey area, but Atlantic City is basically like a mini kind of trashier Las Vegas. (laughs) It's got like tons of casinos and nightclubs and all these like huge DJs will go and play. And like we love doing AC with our friends. So that's like been a nice happy medium because I'll get to go pick out the nightclub that we go out to because I'll be like, oh, guys, this DJ is really good. And we'll all get dressed up. We'll get a hotel room for the night and it'll be like a whole fucking trip. And we try and do that usually like four or five times a year. So find find a happy medium if you can. Pick a genre they like. If they're a little bit into EDM, you know, pick something maybe that you can ease them into it. That might be a more popular show for them to get into. Maybe it's more of a mainstream act. You know, try and find something that they like. And again, compromising, show your partner that you care about them, make sure that they feel valued as well. Um, As long, again, this should be reciprocated. I'm not just saying you should be doing all of these things. Your partner obviously should be making you feel valued and making you feel secure as well. So it's a two-way street, of course. And the other thing that I think is really huge is like encourage your partner to do their own thing and like have their own life. Like I'm... I've never been and I never will be the type of person that is like a glued to their partner's hip like I think you should be two individuals who have their own fucking lives and own hobbies and you know you share mutual interests and love for each other but like there's nothing more attractive than when you both have your own things going on in your own lives and your own friends and you just can see like the value in each other you should be complimenting each other not trying to fulfill each other. At least that's how I feel about it. So like I said, Brian does his own things. He does his own snowboarding trips. Like I'll go do festivals. He's going to a snowboarding trip with some guys. He does his own flag football team. And then together in common, we're obsessed with the Minnesota Vikings, which is something I never gave a fuck about. But he got me into that. So we watch the games every Sunday together. We've gone to Minnesota together and have this whole new hobby that I never even imagined having. So those would be all of my pieces of advice on how to make a relationship work if you want to, if you're in a loving, committed relationship. Okay, I wanted to get into something really quickly because I thought this would be fun if you guys are like on the fence about it. I wanted to quickly talk about like the pros and cons of attending shows or festivals without your partner because if you're like on the fence about it or you're just like in a new relationship and you're not like sure yet – what to do or you haven't experienced this yet, let me just tell you. So the pros, obviously a huge pro is like, you know, you can make a whole group together and make your own schedule and do your own thing, right? It's a whole weekend away. You get to do whatever you want. You can go enjoy whatever shows you want and everything. Uh, You don't have your crutch there, especially if you're in a longer term relationship. Like it forces you out of your comfort zone to have new conversations, to meet new people, which makes you a more interesting person when you keep learning and you're meeting new people and you have new stories to bring back to your partner. I just think it makes you much more of like a valuable person because you're adding to yourself there's always something new about you and interesting about you um yeah I just think you should always be growing as a person so it you don't have that partner glued to your hip because we all know those couples that won't fucking get off of each other you know you need to be separate a little bit and for me and my 
personal life now at this point when I go to festivals like I'm working I'm hustling I'm networking I'm hosting meetups I'm filming I'm meeting other content creators like I'm so fucking busy and preoccupied honestly like I wouldn't want Brian to be like a fucking Instagram boyfriend who's just there to take pictures of me like that's not something that interests either of us so you know at Izu it was wonderful he got to see one of my meetups like it was very lovely but anyway another pro is just again like having something to do on your own and having your own hobbies and guys guess what spending time apart and coming back together after you haven't seen each other for a couple days great time and y'all know what I'm talking about it's great when you finally get to reconnect when you haven't seen each other in a couple days so it's like very nice what is it absence makes the heart grow fonder um I think that that's huge and I yeah I just think spending time apart from each other can be a really good thing if you guys are seeing each other every single day the cons the cons are what you think they would be it really fucking sucks to not have your partner experience some of these like life-changing life-altering moments it can be really hard because you at music festivals like if it's the same way I feel about it there are so many moments in my life like that have made me the person I am and memories I will cherish forever that have all happened at music festivals and I met the most incredible people so obviously there are things I wish he could have been a part of I wish he could have experienced them with me but again again at the same part you know I'm going out there I'm living my life and I will have these memories so yeah it's tough especially I remember I struggled with it at EDC Las Vegas 2018 I think I talked about it in one of the podcasts I had a really hard time they kept playing a Post Malone song I fall apart and that was like our song at the time and I was like man they're trying to fucking kill me and my emotions and I had a lapse of judgment where I like my phone was on airplane mode and I turned it off and it was like 3 a.m. Vegas time so it was like 6 a.m. New Jersey time and he was like waking up and going to work and then I started texting him and then it took me out of like the mind frame of being at a festival and then I was thinking about him and it made me all upset and that's why I suggest keeping your phone on airplane mode and just checking out all right you got to check out for the week and go do your own thing and like have some sort of separation so it can can take a toll on your emotions especially if it's somebody you truly truly love um the other thing you know this this doesn't happen that often but sometimes if people get creepy on you it sucks when your partner's not there because you just kind of have to be like back the fuck up (laughs) so it's nice when Brian is there to help me and defend me but anyway so those are the main like pros and cons I would say about not having like your partner with you at shows and at festivals okay so for those last portion before we get into your guys's emails um this is when you know or when to know that it's not the right fit for you right so I have read so many posts online on different Facebook group chats on Reddit where people women men are posting a lot of times it's women with like their outfit posts will talk about like how their partner judges their outfits it's critiquing what they're wearing, it's criticizing it, it's controlling. Like if your part, current partner is doing some of these things that I'm about to mention, I would highly, highly suggest you rethinking if it's worth being in a relationship. Because again, being in a relationship is a choice. You don't have to do it. You can get out of it and there will be more people. I think a lot of people have this like scarcity um, mind mind frame where they think they're never going to find something again do you know how many people are in this world you guys you're going to have the same things in common with other people it's amazing there's not just one person out there for you but if you're if you're with somebody who's very controlling who 
doesn't want you going out or doesn't let you go out to shows, doesn't let you enjoy what you want to do, is uncomfortable with you going out with a group of females with them not being there. Like these are all huge red flags that you should be concerned about. Um, if they're like making you feel bad about the outfits you're wearing, again, like they're picking out your outfits, they're not letting you wear certain pieces, like that is way too fucking controlling. There's a fine line of like being respectful and wanting to wear something like if it makes your partner genuinely uncomfortable and they have like an adult conversation with you about it, completely different than a partner being like, you can't fucking wear that because you look like a slut or something like that. Not okay in any way, shape or form. If there's like very clearly not a trust level there, like they don't trust you, they think that you're going to go do something, they think you're going to cheat on them, they don't like you having guy friends, like clearly they have insecurities that they're dealing with that they're taking out on you. So like that is not okay in any way, shape or form. Again, like obviously be careful, have conversations with your partner to make them feel comfortable. But we all know those types of dudes or women who aren't letting you do certain things or trying to be like way too controlling you know if you start dating someone new if you go to shows all the fucking time you go to festivals all the time you start dating someone and all of a sudden you're not going to shows anymore because they're not comfortable with it or they don't want to come with you and you truly are losing like the things that you enjoy and love to do seriously reconsider the person that you're with in that situation uh and if they're making fun of the things you love like I've seen some posts where people are like making fun of like the plur lifestyle or they think the candy that you wear is stupid or they think it's too childish or whatever all right then that's not for them you don't need to date them like get out of here (laughs) somebody else will like it like it doesn't matter so you know people who don't really engage with you or want to talk to you about the things that you love like if you even if they're not into EDM whatever like they can like other types of music and stuff but if they don't ask you about your interests and your hobbies and don't even want to take partake in it like at all I feel like that's not fair to you because you should be able to talk about the things that you love and that you enjoy so I think that's a pretty big red flag you know at the end of the day they shouldn't be keeping you from doing the things that you love and the things that you enjoy and I've just read and it makes me so sad like time and time again about these women dating people who are like and men sorry controlling what they do not letting them go out without them or alone you know and they aren't able to go fucking live their life like if they have serious trust issues like that then that's their problem um I know it's easier said than done but again you guys people are so afraid of being alone and I don't get it being alone is the greatest fucking thing ever you will discover so much about yourself you're going to build up your friendships with other women and other men like when I was single I fully focused on myself and my friends and I have the strongest female friends now because of that time that we all spent together and I use that time investing back in myself and I think that's when I grew the most as a person and I like I learned new things I traveled I did things I mean like I did what I wanted to do and fully lived my life so that by the time a partner aka Brian came into my life he knew I was so self-sufficient on my own and like he knew I didn't need him I just was there and I wanted to be with him he said that to me one time it was like the best feeling ever that's when somebody wants to be with you when they know that you don't need them to keep going on but you are choosing to date them because you guys complement each other that is like the best case scenario So I just wanted to put that out there, you guys. If you are in a really difficult situation right now, if you're in a toxic relationship right now, I feel for you. I'm with you. um, But make a change. Don't be stuck in it. You don't have to continue in it. So I hope you guys can really think about that and take everything I've said this episode. I truly hope that 
it was helpful to you. Um, and yeah, and maybe guys go out and have those really tough conversations when you listen to this podcast. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to get into your emails. All right, you guys, let's get into these emails. Can I just say, by the way, I think this is one of my favorite episodes I've recorded to date. I hope you guys, I'm really curious about your feedback. If you're on YouTube, please comment. Let me know what you guys thought about today's episode. And please, again, feel free to always email me feedback, suggestions for topics for other episodes to raveculturecast at gmail.com. I don't know. I just like love talking about dating and relationships. I feel like, you know, even for a young person, I've had a lot of experiences. So I just love to share advice and just like anything I can do to like help out or tell a story that might relate to someone out there I think you know is the best feeling in the entire world so I really liked this episode in particular this first one is from Kelly it says raving without your significant other she goes hey Emma it's me again (laughs) I already read this so I know what she's gonna say the girl who had the typo who called raving reading lol (laughs) that was if I remember you um okay she said anyway when I heard you were doing an episode on raving without your significant other I got super super excited she said I started raving in college with my best friend when I was 21 I just turned 30 in October here for reference I met my now fiance in my super senior year of college super because I did an extra year and super duper because it was awesome Uh, He had never even heard of raving and was a big country music fan. When he finally agreed to come to his first show, Cascade Pure Fear, in 2014 or 2015, something like that, I was super excited but also super nervous. He came in and had a pretty good time and enjoyed the experience, but afterwards he said to me, I'm glad that you enjoyed it and I completely understand why you love it so much, but I have to be honest with you, it's just not for me. I don't like the crowds and I'm not really a fan of all the substance use. It just gives me anxiety. Long story short, I get it and I want you to continue doing it if you love it, but it's just not my cup of tea and not something I really care to partake in. For me, this is totally okay. I completely understand that it can be overwhelming and not for everyone and electronic dance music is not everyone's cup of tea. So I continue to go to shows and and, st- and festivals on my own. This is what works for him and I am, however... Sad to say that some of my friends or even strangers I don't even know feel the need to comment on the fact that my fiance doesn't come to festivals or shows with me. I've gotten quotes as, don't you want to experience something you love so much with the person you love so much? Or why wouldn't he just suck it up for you and that's what you do for the people you love? If he loves seeing you happy, then why wouldn't he want to be there with you, etc.? It gets super frustrating because my fiance has a little bit of social anxiety and even when I explain that to people, they still feel like they can state their opinions about our relationship. It feels like I constantly have to defend our relationship at times. At first, I used to get irate and would go off or end up in tears. For a long, long time, I questioned my relationship because of all the different things that people would say to me at shows and festivals, and it honestly really put him and I through it for a period of time. We've grown a lot as a couple and as individuals, and we're both extremely secure in our relationship now. I continue traveling, going to festivals and raving, and he continues to go to country concerts and play golf on his own. We do the things we love together, and we give each other space to do the things only one of us loves loves separately. Our relationship is unique, and this works for us. I love raving without I feel like, I love raving without feeling like it's my thing and it's just for me and I don't have to share with anybody. I don't want to have to consult anybody or wait for anybody to buy tickets. I don't want to have to wait to make travel plans. I can just go and know that my fiance is supporting me 150%. Much love, Kelly. Oh my gosh, Kelly. Uh, that just made my, my heart so happy. I completely and utterly relate to you. Um, you brought up some really good points in here, which I actually didn't touch on. So thank you so much for that. These are some other 
huge aspects that you touched on. One, I was going to say, I didn't mention this before. We, you do have to remember, like when you bring a partner into this world of raving and music festivals, it is a lot to take on if you're not used to it. It's very long nights. Not a lot of people like going to bed at six in the morning. Like that is not normal. We are used to that, but they are not used to that. Like a lot of people want to go to fucking sleep and not be up all hours of the night. It's very loud music in your face. It's very in your face lighting and stuff like that. And yes, substance use is a huge part of this culture and is around you a lot. So if somebody is not into that, like it is a lot to take in. So I totally understand where your fiance is coming from and I didn't touch on that earlier. The second thing I did want to agree with you on is the comments you get from other people. I totally relate to that. Um, my parents are so much different now. I feel like in the beginning, my mom my mom was one of the people who was like, maybe you shouldn't go to shows as much. Like, why do you want to be out all the time without him and blah, blah, blah. And like, she was more concerned about other people like hitting on me and stuff like that. It, it does get frustrating like having other people commenting on re- your relationship, especially when you guys have worked it out and you're fine. And it's like, it's none of anyone else's business if you guys have like made it, found a way to make it work. And like you said, you just have to ignore other people. It's none of their business. They're probably unhappy in their own lives and they don't know your relationship. They don't know your day to day. They have no idea how you're working it out. So, you know, I get the same types of questions and I just ignore it. I, you know, I got one recently. Somebody asked like, oh, you're a couple times recently. People were like, oh, where's your boyfriend? Like, he doesn't like to come. And I I just have to say like, no, it's not for him. And that's totally fine. But I'm glad that I am here. (laughs) So it is hard, but just, you know, fuck everybody else. (laughs) Honestly, like who gives a shit about anybody else's opinions? People who don't aren't in this situation have their own problems that they have to deal with. So no relationship is perfect. Okay, this next email is from Britta. It says, hey, Emma, this topic hits home with me, especially since a big part of my life is dance music. I was with my ex for five years and in the beginning he was into techno and it's a big reason as to why I fell in love with him. But at the time we were both partying together and after a year of being together he got sober and he confessed that he doesn't like dance music. He only liked it when he was fucked up. He really likes rock music. I sometimes went to rock shows with him and dragged him out to the occasional techno show but that was just it. I was just dragging him out and he didn't really enjoy it the way that I was. In the five years we were together he never wanted to go to a festival with me. I ended up going to movement with my friends every year that we were together and while at movement I had met the love of my life through some mutual friends. Every year I would go back and see him and we'd have a blast. I remained faithful to my boyfriend at the time but while vibing out and enjoying a festival with a guy that loves dance music as much as me made me reevaluate my relationship back home. I love my boyfriend but realized I couldn't be with someone that doesn't appreciate the scene and the music for what it is. He always would tell me that I would grow up someday and that raving was just a phase. So I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend and moved to another state to start something new with my rave bay. We've now been together for seven years and married for four. It's important to me to share your passions with your significant other. And now we both DJ together. That is fucking awesome. Some people are able to make it work like you and your man, Emma. But it's important that your significant other doesn't judge you or ridicule your choice to go out and enjoy the music. If they do, then it's simply time to get out of that relationship and find someone that is supportive of your choice to be a part of an amazing community. Thank you for letting me share my story. Have a wonderful new year, everyone. (sighs) That was perfectly put. Thank you so much for sharing your past relationship with me. This is why I said earlier, like you truly just have to evaluate the relationship you're in, you guys. Like 
this is a perfect example. So thank you so much for using that. Like if somebody is they're just like I got like heated for you. If somebody said to me like you're going to grow out of it or whatever or they're like waiting for you like counting down the days or the months for you to like get over this kind of music then I don't think they're the right person because it's the type of music you like. Like you're not just going to grow out of it. You can go to concerts your whole life. Like maybe you won't go to music festivals at 60 years old. Maybe you will. Who knows? But yeah, I think you definitely need to assess if somebody is just sort of like judging you and is really not getting on board with you or like letting you kind of enjoy your thing. So I'm so happy for you that you found someone else that enjoys it. That is fucking awesome. Clearly, clearly there was um, a connection there and I'm very glad that you that you found your partner. So you never know, you guys. Also, keep your eyes open. You never know if there's somebody else out there for you. Okay, so... This is one that says, this is from Zachary. It says, hey, Emma. So I'm just going to tell you my experience with a wife that wants no part of raves slash events. Communication when I get there and when I leave is key. I rave mostly in California, so service is usually good. But I love sending videos of her... uh, videos to her of songs that we like together other than that I don't know I have the best wife that lets me out p.s thank you for all the videos I have used them to help me become a rave dad to my group hope to meet you one day till then Zeldar oh my god I love that hi (laughs) okay that's huge communication definitely is key um I think I kind of touched on this earlier while I said like it wasn't the best idea for me to text Brian during a show like I think during a weekend check in FaceTime like let them know how your night's going um keep them informed let them know you got home safe like I definitely think that that's a huge part of a relationship um I thought that was really cute I'm glad that your wife <laughs> your wife enjoys it that's cute okay this one is from Chris uh Christy says Emma my boyfriend and I have been together for over 11 years now and he has never been into the bar club rave scene he has always been extremely supportive of my life outside of our relationship as I have been of his we live in LA and I go to Vegas like six times a year sometimes we go to Vegas as a couple but it's a different kind of trip than I would have with my girlfriends when we go together we hang by the pool we gamble we eat great food and enjoy each other's company I have been going to clubs and shows and raves for several years now. My fam- my rave family has grown quite a bit. I'm the mom, by the way. <laughs> but I never put pressure on my boyfriend to come with me to any event because I know it's just not his thing. I love him just the same. That being said, I would also never go to an event or a holiday that should just be spent with time with him, like Christmas, New Year's Eve, his birthday, our anniversary. Just because a couple doesn't have anything in common doesn't mean, doesn't have everything in common doesn't mean the relationship won't work. Have trust in each other and find happiness in the things that make your significant other happy. Thank you for bringing up more awesome topics. Thank you so much. I love that. And you just brought up another really great point. One, I love that you go to Vegas all the time because that's fucking amazing. (laughs) I'm the same way as you. Like I've been to Vegas like 12 times now and I feel like people... People who haven't been obviously have the perception of Vegas like, oh, it's fucking crazy and you're going to do partying and you're going to go out and like hook up, blah, blah, blah. When you've been there a bunch of times, you're completely unfazed by it. Like I had my wild time my senior year of college where I like my friends were like puking on the curb. It was a a fucking mess. But now when I go like I want to eat really good food, I want to go see a DJ and I want to hang out by the pool. Like that's what I want to do. I'm not going there to like do anything other than that. So I love that you still go with your girlfriends. If I was closer, I would be going all the fucking time. (laughs) So that's awesome. And I agree with what you said about the important holidays. That's a huge, huge um, point to bring up. Again, everybody 
is different. It totally depends. I am the same as you. I it was just Brian's birthday. This is a perfect example. This past Friday, the 27th, we I threw like a surprise thing for him. It was really cute. The same night as his, as his birthday, um, 11 of my friends went to go see Eric Prid's Hollow Show all together. I went on Sunday with my one friend, had the best time ever, but I couldn't go with like all of my friends who were visiting, which was a huge bummer at first. Um, Seven Lions was playing that night in the city and Oliver Heldens was playing as Hilo and Shemansky. If you guys know me, do you understand what I just said? My top three favorite artists of all time, because this is just how the universe works. We're playing the night of my boyfriend's birthday, the one day I would not go to a show. (laughs) So it was just like the universe being like, fuck you, Emma. But same thing like New Year's Eve. Like I probably won't ever do a New Year's festival because that's like me and Brian's holiday. Like we met on New Year's Eve. So I always want to be with him. And again, his time, his idea of a good time is not a festival. So why would I bring him on a special occasion to something he doesn't want to do? So I'm the same as you. I would, I try and avoid like any crazy holidays. My birthday, for example, is when we go to shows because <laughs> that's what I want to do and everybody has to do what I want to do. So I'll like almost always pick a show or Atlantic City for my birthday because I know like he can't say no to that. <laughs> it's all about compromise, guys. Okay, this next one is from Megan. It says, hey, Emma, my experience with dating someone who doesn't attend shows and festivals is personal as me and my boyfriend have been together for three years and I actually met him at a show. But in the last year after he turned 30 and I'm 25, he decided he's outgrown it. I feel I have two solid pieces of advice for this one. One, trust is so important. If you don't have trust, it will not work. My boyfriend trusts me completely. So when I go to these things, he doesn't worry about me and I don't worry about him at home. If I have a minute to call him, he loves to hear the stories and appreciates my time, but he's not freaking out constantly calling or texting if I don't check in with him. I feel that it would really ruin my experience if he was up my ass or I was worried about checking in with him the whole time. Completely agree with you, girl. Completely agree. Second is that you need to make time and find things that you both enjoy doing. Festival shows are my time with friends and when me and him, me and my boyfriend want time together, we go disc golfing or go out to eat. You need to find other things you enjoy doing together and it's okay if it's not raving. Hope this helps with the topic and appreciate the podcast always, girl. Thank you so much, Megan. I think that's you're totally on point with everything you just said guys like trust is going to be one of the biggest factors in here like I said about the toxic relationships somebody's insecurities are showing if they don't trust you if they constantly are checking in on you if they're looking at your phone they ain't trusting you that shit is not normal and if that's your normal I'm sorry but like that's not normal for me you know I trust is huge they have to just understand like you're going out you're gonna go have a fun time you're gonna be fine you're gonna be safe check in when you're leaving the festival or when you're leaving the show to make sure that they're getting home safe but I completely agree I think that's the best thing ever I'm glad you guys have found a way to work it out okay this is the last email here guys this is from Katie it says hey Emma I'm super into EDM while my boyfriend is not so much we have been together for five over five years and consider each other our life partners. I have already been really into EDM when we first met each other. I tried getting him into it by listening to the music with him, and we even went to our first festival together, which was Ultra 2016. We had the absolute best time there, but it was more than enough of that scene and the music for him. <laughs> He's just someone that does not get down to that music. 
Luckily, I have other friends to attend festivals and shows with. It really works in my relationship because first of all, we have opposite work schedules. He's a night nurse while I'm an accountant working normal business hours. He works every third weekend, so I try to plan when I will attend shows and festivals around his schedule, which usually isn't that hard. He still comes to shows a couple times a year and has a good time. Another reason why it works so well is because we trust each other. We're a little bit more mature being 30 and 37, so we don't argue over petty dumb stuff anymore. And because we aren't able to spend every free minute with each other, the time that we do spend together we consider to be quality time. We both have our own interests as well as sharing many of the same interests and hobbies. He knows that music is life for me and fully supports my desire to be in the rave scene when I can, and I believe it makes our relationship even stronger. I love when he comes to shows with me, but when he isn't there, I'm still able to have the time of my life because I'm there for the amazing music. And as you've said before, the Plur fam is amazing as well. Thank you so much, Katie. I love that. I love that you guys found a way to make it work. And yeah, I'm wishing you guys all the best and happy happiness and love and all the good things and rave babies. That's so awesome. So you guys, that is our episode. I feel like we could do a follow up to this. There are so many things to say. But yeah, the one thing I was going to say to that last email, you know, I do, I'm trying to put myself in other people's shoes at other times in my life. Like if you guys are listening again and you're young, I know it's so hard to listen to some of these pieces of advice because I mean, when you're, when you're young and you're like dating a partner who's like 20 or something like that, the trust factor and the jealousy and the emotions are running a lot higher than when you're older and you're like a little bit more secure in yourself and everything. So go easy on yourself. Again, just communicate. That's the best thing you can do. Stop holding in feelings. Tell somebody how you feel. Tell your partner how you're feeling about things um, because what, once they know, you can just sort of take it from there, but you, you can't let them like, they can't read you all the time. So over communicate, have trust in your partners and find other hobbies, find other things in common, make each other feel valued, make each other feel important and you know, have some other times that you guys can do like really fun things together and other things to bond over. I think that that's huge. All right, you guys, I'm going to take a super quick break here. We'll do some EDM news and then we will wrap it all up. Okay, you guys, so we have a couple festival announcements here and some other fun stuff. Where do we want to start? I'm going to go with um, Countdown. So Countdown New Year's Eve 2019, guys, had 67,000 people in attendance, making it the largest New Year's Eve festival in North America, which is crazy. It looked awesome, guys. Everybody's videos that I've seen and the sets and everything that I've heard about it, it sounded like it was a really, really good time. So that's so dope. Um, I want to hit up some more Insomniac events. I have to do some other festivals. I'll try and try and see what I can do. But speaking of it, um, Beyond Wonderland's full lineup dropped. I know that they had like teased it, um, to people who were on the email. They were like sending out, um, some like teasers and stuff, but I actually have not read the whole thing. Is this right? No, this is 2019. Beyond Wonderland 2020. I saw a couple things online. Oh, here we go. If you're going, let me know. I'm curious about it. I've heard this is a really good festival. This is the one thing about this I think I've said in the past is since it's in California and it's only two days, uh, that would be a bit of a trip for me. So I don't know if I – I definitely am not going this year, but maybe in the future. Hold on. I can't find it now. I thought they did post it. Okay. At this point, they didn't post it. It was leaked. I'm seeing this on EM Maniac's um, Twitter handle. Okay. So I'll just read off the ones that like – 
jump out to me, you guys. Adventure Club is huge. Alan Walker, Alice in Wonderland, Andrew Bayer, Andy C. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you've got your usual mix of that every Insomniac festival gives you, right? You have the different themes. So you're going to have some hard dance music. You're going to have bass. You're going to have house. And you're going to have techno. You, you've got all of that represented here. Who else is popping out to me? You've got Diplo, Dr. Fresh. He's a great time. Highly recommend. Grum. Ooh, Griffin is on it. Hell yeah, Griffin. I feel like Griffin's going to be on the EDC Vegas lineup. Mark my words. Jason Ross is really great. Oh, Mercer's on here. Miha. Who else? Oh, Seven Lions. Ah, you lucky bitches. Getting Seven Lions. That's awesome. Space Laces. Tiesto. Tiesto making his return. Valentino Khan, Vanessa, Walker Royce, Wax Motif. That's awesome. So that's really, really exciting. Congrats to anybody going to that. That's going to be fun as hell. Um, What else? I wanted to shout out Gesture, you guys. If you are not familiar, you should know who Gesture is. He's awesome. Um, I became more familiar with him this past year. He's more of like a trap DJ, but he kind of does a little bit of everything. He's always got a fun set. I still need to see him live, but I was just listening to his um, countdown set he posted on his YouTube channel and his EDC Las Vegas set from this year. But I want to shout him out. He and I have spoken a little bit over social media and he has a YouTube channel. One, go check it out. But two, go watch his um, vlogs that he does from the festivals. So he has this one. The new one was just from Countdown because he played. It's called Making Ravers Rich. It's so funny. He gives them like he runs around the festival with a microphone and will give people a dollar if they answer the EDM trivia correctly. They're, the compilations are so fucking funny. Again, it's Gesture, J-S-T-J-R, his YouTube channel. Go check those videos out. I wanted to shout him out. They're really, really funny. Okay, the other things I wanted to say, Coachella's lineup came out. Ooh, did I have it pulled up here? I'm going to go through, obviously, just the EDM artists because that's all I give a shit about, to be honest with you guys. Uh, this is going to be unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion, I don't like the lineup. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I'm also one of those people, though, guys, like lineup really does not matter. I totally respect it. If you do like it, it's not a big deal that I don't like it. I just remember last year was the first year that Coachella posted a lineup that I was like, oh, I would actually go to Coachella. So I also heard that this isn't everybody. Um, I think Vibe with Aid posted that they still have to release the full like EDM artists that are going to be playing at the different. I think it's the what's the name of it? The Doe Lab and some other place that they play. Anyway, so, I mean, the main three headliners are Rage Against the Machine, Travis Scott, and Frank Ocean. I've seen Rage Against the Machine before. That one's pretty cool. I recommend seeing them. Don't give a fuck about the other two. Calvin Harris is huge because he hasn't been playing a lot of festivals. I'm on Friday right now, by the way. That's huge. Friday recommendations. Um, I mean, Big Sean, I'd probably go to. Maddie on, that would be really good. Lane 8 and Grizz, huge. Could not recommend Lane 8 more. Go see Lane 8, 1,000%. Uh, Martinez Brothers. This font is so tiny. Mala is playing. That's big. Toki Monsta, big. Um, who else on here? Eric Murillo, Cashmere Cat. Those are good ones. Lost Kings and Vanessa, Kyle Watson. So that would be my Friday recommendations. Again, just because I don't know some people like I'm going to go listen to a bunch of people. So like I'm not writing off because I don't know everybody on this list. Saturday, like I'm not into Flume, but you have Flume on here. Disclosure, that's big. Literally don't care about any of these rappers at all. Um, Chami, Jai Wolf, love that. Black Coffee, great. 
test pilot. That's Dead Mouse's alias. Go see test pilot. Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh my god, I'm dead. That's amazing. Anna or Anna. She's a techno artist. Really good. Matoma is good. Chelsea Cutler. I would recommend. Who else is on here? Chris Liebig. Emo Night. Oh my god, I would be at Emo Night 100%. Paco Asana is a good one. Whipped Cream. Oh my god. Whipped Cream and Gigi McGree. Hell fucking yeah. If you guys want some bass, go see those ladies. They throw down. That'll be really, really fun. And then on Sunday, Lewis the Child I haven't seen yet. Don't care about any of these people. Like, this is the thing, though. Like, if you're into this kind of music, you're going to like it. Like, if you like mixed genre festivals, I don't care about Lana Del Rey or Lil Uzi Vert or FK Twigs. Like, none of that is interesting to me. Fatboy Slim, he's iconic. Go see Fatboy Slim. Lil Nas, I would see. Duck Sauce. A-Track is in Duck Sauce. That's, like, his side project. Slander. That's awesome. Good for Slander. Duke Dumont. That's huge. I would definitely be at Duke Dumont. Young Blood. Who else? Doja Cat, Dom Dalla. Ooh, Dom Dalla. That's a good one. Latrell is a good one. And that's it. Those are my recommendations. So yeah, the I would not buy tickets. That doesn't really interest me. But it'll be fun. I'm sure it's going to be a really great time for whoever wants to go to that. And yeah, I want to go to Coachella in the future. It was one of those festivals that like was not on my radar. I kind of thought I would never be into it. But honestly, I want to do some shows out in California and I feel like maybe maybe in the next few years I'll go if I want to do something a little bit more chill is it chill I don't know I feel like it could be as crazy as you want to make it so anyway not trying to hate I feel like that was just a shit on Coachella kind of moment I'm not trying to hate on Coachella I'm sure it's going to be amazing just not my cup of tea um okay and lastly Billboard's top dance and electronic songs of the decade is out can you guys guess who the top 10 are going to be uh, it was not surprising to me at all. I'm going to start from 10. So 10, Chainsmokers feature- featuring Roses. Roses. Love that song. That is still a banger to this day. Number nine, DJ Snake featuring Selena Gomez, Cardi B, and Osana. Taki Taki. I feel like that was like a worldwide, global kind of hit. Eight was Skrillex and Diplo and Justin Bieber, Where Are You Now? That song is a fucking banger. Number seven, Chainsmokers and Daya, Don't Let Me Down. Number six, Chainsmokers and Halsey, Closer. There's a lot of Chainsmokers on this list, guys. They had a huge decade, honestly. Give it, give it up to them. Uh, I'm surprised Closer wasn't higher, actually. But number five, Major Lazer and DJ Snake featuring Mo, Lean On. The fact that that's still five, on the, when did that come out? I think that was EDC 2015 because I remember DJ Snake played main stage and that was a moment. So the fact that that's still up there is awesome. That song was is still amazing number four Avicii wake me up that deserves a higher spot that song is incredible number three Zed featuring Marin Morris and Gray the middle number two Chainsmokers and Coldplay something just like this that song was like meh I kind of like Closer and Roses more than that uh number one Marshmallow and Bastille happier my mellow gang got a shout out to Marshmallow I don't care if you guys hate on him He had a huge year and it's been really incredible to see his growth and I love that song and the music video is V emotional. So anyway, that is your top 10 EDM songs of the decade and dance music songs of the decade. So you guys, thank you so, so much for sticking with me today, for listening to today's episode. Like I said, I really felt this one and this is very close to my heart. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope 
somebody out there learned from this or got some good tips from this and thank you to everyone who emailed and sent in their stories I really really appreciate you guys sharing your advice and your experiences as well so thank you um last up you guys I would appreciate it please please screenshot and share your screens tag at rave culture cast and at Emma Capotis in it today I appreciate you guys spreading the word send a link out to someone and post it on social media and yeah if you guys want to follow along with me again at rave culture cast at Emma Capotis go follow on YouTube and subscribe over there watch the episode comment along and please rate and review on iTunes if you guys have a minute today I would really really appreciate it so yeah send in your submissions um, and your nominations for listener of the week to raveculturecast at gmail.com and I'm also collecting submissions I forgot to mention this before for an upcoming episode it is going to be all about your festival bucket list so send me your lists what festivals are on your bucket list and why that's going to be such a fun episode to record so again raveculturecast at gmail.com festival bucket list all right you guys that's all i've got for you i hope you all have an awesome week wherever you're listening from uh thank you guys so much and i will be back next wednesday with a new episode peace there's a, I, I, there's a,